Welcome back to In the Know. I'm Luke Diamond. I'm Tiffany Bui. And it is Spring Jam Week. Um, so Tiffany and I have pulled up our laptops here of who we would want to perform at Spring Jam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are going to reveal that to one another. Uh, Tiffany, would you like to do the honors? Oh, would I? <clears throat> hey, Lizzo. <laughs> if Lizzo came to Spring Jam, I would lose my... I don't know if I can say that word on the podcast, so I'm not going to say You're it, but mine. everybody knows You're what mine. it is. I could spend this entire episode just jamming to we Lizzo. We should. The episode is canceled. Yep, episode's canceled. Okay, let's hear <laughs> All right, this. okay, ready, 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 mine? Oh, my Come God. on. This is like every like 14-year-old's dream. I actually saw them perform in fall. That's just who I am this oh, week. Oh, no. Okay. I feel like Tiffany's a high schooler. Tiffany's judging me really hard. I, excuse me while I go cry in the closet for a couple <laughs> yeah. hours. I knew this song. All right. So that's who we would have at Spring Jam. Let's get to headlines. Jim Burke, the producer of the film Green Book, is out as the CLA commencement speaker. He said he withdrew because of, quote, family health matters. His appointment drew criticism from students who thought that his film oversimplified race relations. The new speaker will be Julie Schumacher, an award-winning author and creative writing professor at the U. She's written 10 books and won the prestigious Thurber Prize for American Humor. Aaron Doring, a tenured professor in the university's College of Education and Human Development, pled guilty to a domestic assault charge last week. He confessed that he was intoxicated the night of the assault and attempted to strangle his fiancée after she accused him of infidelity. He is on leave from his position at the U, but has not been officially terminated. A man fell between two light rail cars at the Stadium Village Station and died around 1.30 in the morning last Saturday. The man was not a University of Minnesota student. He was later identified as Charles Donald. He was 68 years old and lived in Minneapolis. And And those those are are headlines headlines for the the week. week. To the faithful, church is a place to worship, to contemplate, and to heal. But at St. Paul Lutheran Church, people arrive on Monday and Thursday nights in search of a different kind of healing. You know, when someone says a clinic, there's obviously like a picture that comes to mind. It's like, you know, the fluorescent waiting rooms and, you know, clean and new and modern and fresh. Um, that's not necessarily this clinic. Dylan Mietnen covers student affairs for the daily. But you go up to this not expecting at all that there's a free clinic run out of the basement of this church. It's no secret that healthcare is expensive. But at the Phillips Neighborhood Clinic, uninsured residents can get healthcare for free. And that's because PNC is almost entirely powered by... I'm a second-year medical student at the U. I am a second-year pharmacy student. I'm a third-year pharmacy student at the University of Minnesota. And I'm a first-year MSW student at the University of Minnesota, so I'm getting my master's in social work. Medical students. What's really interesting is that this is a church, and so the clinic portion is only on Monday and Thursday nights. All the other nights that they're there, um, they have church activities going on. So they may host like Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, I know. Um, Someone I spoke with there said there was a yoga session going on in one of the rooms that was like right next door. From 6 to 9 p.m., the students become practicing doctors with oversight from licensed physicians who are called preceptors. And they can provide almost any kind of care a patient could need. You walk in, you have to knock on the door and someone lets you in. And then there is a little pharmacy portion um, housed out of what's essentially like an oversized coat closet. My name is Mikado. I am a second year pharmacy student. The students at PNC get to try out different roles. The night we visited, Mikado was working in the pharmacy. 
Before he sat down with us, he checked in with an elderly couple waiting for their refills. All of the services and medications we offer here are free to our patients. So if you're here every single month for your medications, your refills, that's all free and provided by us as students. Okay, my name is Caroline Fates. I'm a third-year pharmacy student. And Caroline was steering the ship as clinic coordinator. And that basically means that I'm the point person for that night. I'm a resource for everybody. Our preceptors, our um, student volunteers, kind of managing the logistics, troubleshooting problems. The clinic was started by Dr. John Song, who is a medical professor at the U. Since the clinic opened 22 years ago, it's relocated twice, but its mission has remained the same. There's a lot of patients here who have limited access to healthcare, and so us as future practitioners, we wanted to make the effort to provide these services for patients who really can't afford to get these healthcare services um, based on a number of reasons, um, financial reasons, insurance reasons, um, whatever it may be. Can you list all the services that you offer here? Yeah, so it's quite a long list. The clinic itself houses anything from an upset stomach to managing diabetes or hypertension. There are mental health clinicians, also law students who come every single Monday. There's physical therapy, dental students, med students, pharmacy students here, along with the dispensing pharmacy. There's a new pediatric night. We have ophthalmology, foot care night. There's women's health night, nutrition who comes here. There are a lot of professions, 14 total from what I remember. And we are also trying to add occupational therapy to be the 15th. So it, it's about as interprofessional as it gets. And we actually are one of the biggest clinics, if not the biggest, in the country. What? Yeah, one, one of the biggest student-run free clinics in the country. So right now in the clinic, um, I'm what they call a med clinician. So that means I'm a med student who comes in and talks to the patient before the doctor sees them. This is Megan. Uh, my name is Megan Crow, and I'm a second-year medical student at the U. Like almost every other student, Megan plays multiple roles, including the role of translator. I would say for us here, it's almost every other patient needs a Spanish translator. She said that patients don't often expect a volunteer clinic to have a translator. When she enters a room, a sense of relief follows, and that kind of accessibility is central to the care they provide, especially in a healthcare system fraught with barriers for the uninsured. It honestly makes me... A little upset that this has to exist. I wish that this were part of our healthcare system. Just, I wish these people didn't have to come to a student-run clinic that's only open Mondays and Thursday nights. And some, my last patient just drove all the way. Like, I think he drove an hour and a half to get here, which is kind of ridiculous. So, pharmacy translation, small pieces of the fourteen-part pie. And there's also... Yeah, my name is Orly Haven. I'm a first-year MSW student at the University of Minnesota, so I'm getting my master's in social work. Orly is one of the social workers at the clinic. She volunteers once a month. She accompanies the nurses during a patient's intake, where she'll listen for red flags when the patient talks about why they've come in. If somebody uh, states that they've been feeling a lot of stress or a lot of sadness, uh, if somebody talks about a large transition in their life, like maybe they've lost their job or changing jobs, moving or having any relationship challenges, and just any of these things that make me want to investigate a little bit further and see if there are challenges in that patient's life that we could offer resources to help with. The interactions fly by in a busy waiting room, but she appreciates those small moments. It's really great to just speak with them, get to know a little bit about their story. And even though it's a short-term connection, you know, it's a relationship that only lasts 
honestly, for a few minutes. Uh, I am very gratified that I'm allowed to come into people's lives and make that small connection, that little relationship that lasts for just a few minutes. And whether or not I'm able to offer them, you know, resources or referrals, whether or not they need that, uh, that human connection is, I think, a service unto itself. What was really cool um, was how grateful all of the students I spoke with were because they're learning these hands-on skills and actually making a really big difference in these people's lives. Again, Daily Reporter Dylan Mietnin. And um, they felt, you know, grateful to be able to help these folks. And they felt really appreciated. One um, person I spoke with um, who also worked at like a traditional format um, clinic said that the patients he worked with were always you know, 10 times more grateful because these are services that they quite literally can't get anywhere else. So I actually created, uh, along with one of my colleagues, a pediatric specialty night here. Reminder, that's Caroline, clinic coordinator and third year pharmacy student. The first night we had, we had a family come in and they had several children and we were able to see all of them and they actually utilized every service we had in clinic that night. So they were our only pediatric patients for that night. We didn't have very many, but they used our PT, they used our dental, they used our nutrition in addition to our medical and our pharmacy services and the um the mother of these children on their way out was so grateful and she was explaining to us that she didn't she had no idea what they would have done um had we not been here to fill that gap and to help them and she also mentioned how impressed she was with the professionalism of our students and the time that we took with her and her kids to really make sure that we were getting a full picture and helping them you know in every way that we could and she said you know she hasn't seen care like that since she left her home country. Um, My favorite thing about this is at the end of the night no matter how hectic, how bad the night goes, at the base of it all, we're offering healthcare service to patients who just can't afford it for whatever reasons they may be. Um, the best feeling is honestly when patients tell you, you guys have been such a help, like I can't get this anywhere else and I'm so happy that you guys are here for us. In the Know is produced by me, Luke Diamond, and is reported by my co-host, Tiffany Bui. Our intro music is by J.D. Duggan. Subscribe to us on Podbean at imindaily.podbean.com or on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. And hey, enjoy Spring Jam. Spring Jam.